Hello and welcome to another Cardinal Cast. We are here. It is not snowing, I don't think anymore. I haven't been outside very much. I'm Lonnie Watson, high school counselor. Got I'm, Jerry Mack. Yeah, I'm Jerry Mack, high school principal, and I do think it might it might be spitting some snow yet. It's spitting snow. Yeah. Just a little bit. I yep. haven't been outside. Nope. Haven't been outside much. I did go over to the middle school this morning, so it was snowing when I was over there. <laughs> and I I did not walk. Um, but I did test gravity just a little bit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, is right. Uh -oh, <laughs> I took a big skating. tumble. I took a big tumble, and of course... Oh, you like, went down. Oh, I went down uh -oh. in the middle... Oh, on my way to middle school over there, getting out. And I wasn't paying attention. I was like trying to grab five million things like I always do. Totally my right. fault. And uh, I did one of those things where I turned into a middle school kid because I was at the middle school. <laughs> and I got off really fast and just pretended like I meant to do it. Um, so I tested gravity. And then I think it took me like 30 minutes to actually know if I was injured or not because the <laughs> adrenaline. I was so embarrassed that it was rolling. But I'm not. I'm good. I'm here. Uh, my problem is I don't skate very good on the on the ice anymore. You no. know how you, I feel like uh, Scooby-Doo at times and Shaggy. Feet flying all over the place, but they don't keep up like they used to. So no, I fall pretty gracefully. I just turn yeah. into a log. Like <laughs> I've learned, yeah. I've learned not to try to catch myself. Just tumble. It's been that kind of a winter. I think the last time I went down was out at my place. I ended up underneath a pickup. Oh, scary! <laughs> I was lucky. I was lucky then. Just a little bit of ego embarrassment. Yeah. Other than that, I am good. Well, the snow did cause some postponements for us, so we have our subdistrict, our boys' subdistrict basketball tournament was supposed to begin tonight. Mm -hmm down in Bridgeport so it's got um just bumped one night so it'll take place tomorrow so tomorrow night boys <clears throat> dominate good luck it's to just our boys activities activities the just the winter sports I mean they're just ending in a flurry and so I think our non-varsity uh events are done for for sports um but it's just the I just got back from the state wrestling tournament uh, where we're gonna see some of our kids perform down there and it's just just a flurry of events. You come back, you got sub-district girls going on, district finals uh, coming up for the girls this Friday, mm -hmm. sub-district boys basketball. And all that being mixed in with speech. So speech is a non-sport, <clears throat> but Mrs. Lanfear, our speech coach, shared with me their team results for the season. Their lowest finish all season as a team has been as a runner-up. That's great. They're so they, good. They just got through winning the Ogallala invite. Against like 18 other schools. It's just, they're just on a roll and it's just getting better the last couple of weeks. So um, I'm really excited to when sports eventually winds down after state tournaments, that's when speech really picks mm -hmm. up. Um, so I'm really excited to, to see, uh, be a part of their finish. I think all they have left is Western Conference coming up, right? And, and, the, then, and districts. then districts. I get it. Speechies. Yeah. Love our speechies and our basketball teams. Everyone's rocking. Um, so I want to call this like, <laughs> I'm thinking like Eddie Murphy and coming to America. It wasn't Eddie Murphy and coming to like Lonnie lobbies Lincoln or something <laughs> like, right? This is episode Lonnie. I, so while you were at state wrestling, I want to talk a mm -hmm. little bit today. Um, I got to do a weird thing on Friday. You, you got to be in Lincoln. I did a weird thing, you guys. Um, so on Friday, I, um, got invited to lobby at the state legislature. And so it is not national um, school counseling week, but it was. And so we did this on in honor and on behalf of school counseling week. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize what a lobbyist does. So I knew a lobbyist like rallies for your cause and gets information out yep. and talks to senators. But I kind of thought they said, okay, we're going to talk to senators on Friday. So I thought we had appointments in senator's <laughs> office to go sit down and talk to them. Isn't that how it works? It's nothing like that. 
So they're in this big, what looks like a courtroom to me, um, with glass walls all the way around. And as school counselors, and there was about, oh, I'd say about 12 to 15 of us at any time there, Mm -hmm. we would write down our names, what we wanted to talk to senators about, and we would have a page with a red coat go and take it to the senator. And the slip senator it in through a little slot. It in. No, it's like it's just like a drug deal in the alley they show <laughs> yeah. in the movies. Oh, I feel <laughs> they would put it in front of them, and you would watch these senators read it, and then they would choose or choose not to come out and talk to you out of their glass walls. You're it, kidding. Oh, it was the craziest thing. So Lonnie lobbies Lincoln. I I don't even know what to think of all that. So when you're an elected official. And you're elected and you have to represent your district. And you're so you're down there as a district person. Absolutely. To share ideas, concerns about your district. They don't have to listen to you. They don't have to listen to you. And if they so do, do they it's have out in to the hallway. read my emails? Because I, I, I send emails to my state senator every now and then too. Right. It's like, do they even have to read that? I have no idea. Isn't or that what you're elected it? to do? I would think so. Gosh. Would think you'd read so did, some emails. So did the did your little slip of paper? All four. All oh. four of my senators talked to me. Well, there you go. But here's what I want to talk about today. I think this will be kind of fun to talk about before I go back to the middle school. Is so so basically, I had an idea in my head of what I was going to talk about with school counseling. Uh-huh. I didn't get to hardly any of that stuff because I felt like even though, and I'm not going to put names out here to the state senators, the four, because it was very randomly the ones that I got chose to talk to. I'm not going to throw names out there. Jerry, they had no idea what a school counselor even does. That's my concern. So so instead of lobbying for some of the things, like I was going to lobby for a ratio of students Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. National School Counseling Association says for every 250 students mm-hmm. there should be one school counselor to be for that counselor to be effective they should not have any greater than 250 right. students um but we have districts like i met counselors that are down in omaha they might have like 700 to one they're in charge right. of 700 students um and so i thought i was going to talk a lot about that instead each four of my senators um uh, maybe one, not so much, but three out of the four for sure. You guys, they had no idea what we do in schools anymore. No idea. And so I left thinking like, oh, it makes sense that we're constantly fighting for things that are very, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. They just feel like general to me because I don't, you guys, I don't think these guys have any idea what is actually going on in a school today. That's my concern. So I, I to me, that slowly has become more and more eye-opening in just the last few years and and. It, for me, it started out with, it was just visiting some board committee a, a few years ago, and it dawned on me that, you know, and, and these were people that were roughly my age, and you can call me old or not as old, I don't care, but the point is, they one of them made the comments like, what does it really look like? Mm-hmm. You know, and just started asking questions, and it dawned on me that, I think that's the first time it hit me that school really does look different now than it did I'll be honest with you, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, when I started teaching here in this building, it's already looked different just in those years. Um, so that's become apparent to me. In fact, I'm really proud that uh, we have uh, sc- uh, multiple school board members um, here in our district just in the last month have actually shadowed in the building because they want to know what school looks like now. They don't want to be ignorant. They just want to see what is it What is it you do. And yep. So what, what part do you think that they're – um, when you were down uh, at Lincoln with these uh, senators, what part do you think they were disconnected with? That Can I tell my story about the Board of Discipline? I'm hoping you do. <laughs> okay, so I have to tell this story. I'm not <laughs> it's gonna, the first story you told me. I'm not going to say the senator's name, but I mean, just so everyone in our district 
here's how disconnected it felt out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I know not all senators are like this, but I had a senator when I introduced myself and said, I'm Lonnie Watson. I'm a high school counselor. Um, I'm just here to advocate for the profession. And I just, you know, um, want to talk a little bit about the ratio and how I feel like, and I think our district knows this, how I feel like more school counselors will help us and help our students in education, help right. kids go to college if they want to, career and technical ed, help them help teachers with discipline in the classroom or behaviors, anything like that. I think mm -hmm. social workers and school counselors can definitely help. And the Senator tells me, he says, Oh, I know how to fix education. And so I'm all ears. Like, right. let's go. I get my notepad. I'm ready to take some notes. And he said, you guys need the board of discipline school board maybe school board i'm like okay so i'm kind of thinking i know where he's going with this but i'm hoping he's not going there and he's going he's there he's going there um he said when i'm going when i was and it always starts off this way right you know you're not getting anywhere well when i was in school we had the board of discipline it was a 12 inch mm -hmm. board so thick with holes in it and it only took mrs wilson three times to smack me across the back with that until i shaped up right. that's what schools need this right. is my this is senator. This yeah. is a state senator who is elected <clears throat> and who is putting bills and voting on bills in education. And so then he went on to tell me how we don't need counselors, we don't need this and that, we don't need um but you know kids will just they'll just do they'll score well on their tests if too. If we beat them hard enough. If we beat them hard <laughs> enough. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. And when's the last time this person had been in a school not Right. Not any time recently. I mean, and so it got to the point where I was kind of, and I could tell he wanted to fight about it a little bit. So I'm kind of, and I was with a colleague of mine who is a counselor um, in Omaha. So we're kind of smiling and, and he's kind of egging him on a little bit to ask some questions and just to challenge him. And you could tell he really wanted to fight about that, right. about the board of discipline is really going to solve our problems if, if we whack kids with a 12 inch board. Well, and I think some of the bills that they actually see and introduce have to do with child restraint and mm -hmm. student behaviors and, and that side of things. So right. they're probably tired of hit, hit, hearing about the finance piece mm -hmm. and the behavior piece constantly back and forth. You know, right. I imagine that's that's what they get. But I, I'm not too old to remember those days. We I had a teacher that had it, it was it had an, um, the students actually made it in a shop class. It was called the Board of Education, and it was a wooden paddle. <laughs> And it, you, that's exactly how it happened. So, I mean, yeah. schools really did look that way in my era when I was a student. So um, I, that's my point is, is I think a lot of times adults think the schools still look like that. <clears throat> you know, and we see the technology and how technology has changed mm -hmm. teaching. You can't stand in front and just lecture um, mm -hmm. a lesson to students from unit three, whatever, chapter two, for 45 minutes no. and we do we do yeah. 90 minute blocks i mean you'd you would not last no. in this profession if that's even what it looked like in the classroom as far as how a teacher presents a lesson versus all the activities with transitions mm -hmm. built into the lessons as well um just all the research-based instructional strategies that take place in the classroom now i don't recall anything like that when i started teaching you know, people yeah. weren't telling me how to get this, you know, not into the detail we do today. Absolutely. Uh, aligning curriculum. And, mm -hmm. Well, here's one, state standards. You know, when probably even when you started teaching, we, you didn't align to state standards. You know, those right. those weren't there. They, it wasn't a part of the deal. And now it's like, 
everything in uh, education is uh, accountability, accountability, accountability to state standards. And now it's the ACT in our mm-hmm. state uh, for high school students. And so it's just driven with so much focus and fierceness. And then you mix in all the technology and, you you know, kids walk around with technology in their back pockets with, with smartphones and how that's changed <clears throat> the culture. Mm-hmm. And then we do see behavior changes and we do see societal changes as well, um, you know, with trying to figure out, you know, for instance, here's just an honest observational statement for me. I just believe that student mental health is exponentially more of an issue now than it was 10 years Absolutely. ago. It feels like just in 10 years. Yeah. And, and I, I think some of that's the information age we're in, the technology, the social media, all those things combined uh, as a piece of that that's caused some changes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just looks different. I, you know, Way teachers different. have to be entertainers to hold students, hold student engagement kind of comes into play. So. Yeah, it just it blew my <clears throat> mind being down there um, at the level, the base level that I was explaining what we do in schools. Right. I thought we were going to have such higher level conversations yep. in the legislature, and I was just amazed. I even had one of my senators was a former principal and it's been a very long time, but even, you know, so I started reframing my question, just asking Mm -hmm. like, do you, what, what did your school counselor do? What did, you know, um, and it used to be called guidance counselor. So they, (laughs) and they couldn't even tell you, they couldn't even tell you what a school counselor did in a school. And it scares me because the things, and when we talk about student mental health crisis, and then we have these ideas of like the board of education is going to fix that. And it's not going to fix that. (laughs) Like we've done that before. Like that has been done and that has been ruled to not work is the reason that it's not done. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of reasons it's not done anymore, but it didn't work. It didn't work then and it won't work now. Um, and so this old mentality of what happens in schools and, um, then they're making funding decisions based on their opinions of their own teachers right. or maybe school counselors or and I'm saying school counselors because that's what I was there to advocate for but it could be anything right it right. could be coaching it could be um I mean it just felt it it felt a lot more out of touch than I thought it would um than I anticipated those conversations going right. so they need to get on and watch the cardinal cast and learn what we do in schools <laughs> right. Agreed. I should have pumped that and said hey you know <clears throat> if you want to know what we're doing yeah. we go live every week and talk about what we're doing in our school and there's even all the things that uh, you know in your, your office and my office that um that aren't public you know all the different times we're working with dhhs the, oh, the times we're working with um, local and state law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working with private conversations with parents, and and I think I've had a combination of all of that this week already. And today's Tuesday. Yep. That's just and that's just the norm of the people that the job associates you with mm-hmm. um, because of the wraparound uh, care of children yep. uh, in our community. Um, and so the school has, I think, risen into a different spot in the community itself. Um, as a point of contact for information um, that's different than I recall when I you know, yep. started in the field. And e- even the change I- I've noticed just since I've been a principal, um, just working with these different local agencies, including local counseling services, mm-hmm. um, and the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you've got all of your programs that are still rolling. And, you know, we've got, I think this week is the National FFA week. Mm-hmm. And so we've got uh, different businesses that yeah. are supporting students and all this is going on at the same time, the more public stuff, um, the basketball, the speech, wrestling, and all these things that are public, 
that's all still going on too, which is probably connects with that population that, oh, that's what school looks like. Right. It still looks the same because they see that side of, right. uh, of the coin. And I think a lot of what we see, and I know our teachers work with us too in, in different meetings that we have with students, and uh, it, there's just so much of a bigger picture wraparound for services mm-hmm. and coordination that takes place um, when we work with individual students too. That's so different yep. than what I was ever aware of you know, 15, 20 years ago. And you just don't feel like when you're there um, lobbying for something like education, mm-hmm. I, I'll just be honest, and I, it's it's not that I have this big booming voice anywhere, or like this real big presence, but you, I, I felt smaller even than I thought I might because you're next to lobbyists from big banks. You're next to right. lobbyists from Credit mm-hmm. and Farm Bureau. You're next to lobbyists mm-hmm. from... Um, you know, I was standing next to trying to fight time with someone from the state chamber who obviously has a lot more power and influence than mm-hmm. I do. Um, and then banks and banks and banks and money <laughs> and money. And it feels like, I tell you what, their attention's just grabbed by those lobbyists from those yeah. big banks that have a lot of money. And so here I am as a school counselor, like, hey, come talk to me. And they're mm-hmm. like, where are you from? <laughs> well, in our state, you know, when you come in as a school official, you're a, you're the problem, mm-hmm. you know, because of finances and the conversations that take place. And I don't have the solutions or answers for that either. No. I've had people say, well, schools would get involved more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get involved with, with our needs or those things, but I don't have the solutions on how to tax it or how to fund it. I can just tell you how it's changed yeah. in the last 20 years and, um, and the concerns we have for that. But, uh, and, and then there's just that mix of our district is so different than the majority of school districts across the state on how it is funded and where the money comes from and just has its own very unique challenges Yep. Um, with the property tax and those issues. So I imagine as a school, if I walked into the, the Capitol, was going to talk to senators, and they knew I was associated with schools, I doubt they'd be in a real no, big hurry to hear thrilled. from me I either. I talked to all of them. I, I was aggressive. I yep. talked to all of them. They they were mostly kind to me, so I yep. appreciate their kindness. And uh, um, hopefully I taught them a little bit about what school counselors do. What was also interesting is why um, I was in Lincoln is all of a sudden then districts – get put out pairings and um to talk about the differences between like eastern nebraska and i used to teach out there mentality in western nebraska mentality Mm -hmm. is a little Mm -hmm. bit weird too because so now i'm hearing people chirp about how far they have to travel to come out here because our sports teams are rocking out in the panhandle this year to play for districts and i'm like oh no sir we do that Every single week. Yeah. And they're talking about what a what a funding crunch for those schools to have to travel to Sydney and Scott's Bluff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. we do that so, every single week so, out here. So, so for those that aren't aware, social media was lighting up last week in yeah. the state because a lot of it has to do with so the, the first um, sport that this really affected was girls basketball. Uh, with Class B, I think they do home sites for district finals, and, and C1, we still this year will do a neutral site. So for us, we play, for an example, um, we play Omaha Ron Colley Friday. And so in C1, we play at a neutral site, which means we split the difference, so we're going to play them in North Platte. Mm-hmm. And there's chirping from the eastern side, side of the state, because some of them, you know, in the Class B and whatnot, have to travel clear out to, say, Scotts Bluff and Sydney. And I'm like, bring it. Bring them yeah, all down. I, 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 you just grin. I'm like, you know, and you know, they're they're talking about they're kind of complaining. The eastern schools were complaining, or at least some mm-hmm. were complaining about the increase in the costs 
involved, the increase just with the travel and yeah. all those things and time away from school. Every complaint, I just wanted to go, yeah, yeah. I, we, tr trust me, we agree with you. You're, you're not saying anything wrong. We just, I'm total agreement with you. Yes. The difference is we just do it all the time. We do it every week. Yeah, we do it all, not just once a year. So bring your buses <clears throat> on out, yeah. come eat at our restaurants and... I'd love to host you. And, and there's talk you. in C1 um, about moving to a home site because here, here's the downside. So, you know, and, and volleyball was similar for us, too. We, we drew a, a, a Lincoln area school mm -hmm. for district finals. We played them in North Platte. Um, it, this small crowd shows up because now you've got two towns mm -hmm. having to travel to a neutral site, which means you really don't get just that student section. You don't get, you know, just students traveling that far. And so what you have was parents and grandparents, mm -hmm. primarily. We took our band because we've played this game long enough to know, I can tell you how to get, how to yep. get a student section. Dang right. Yeah, so you throw it's kids on a band. pet band and you, you run them down and it gives you a student section. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a, a huge difference just in the crowd for volleyball. And we're obviously going to do the same thing for, for basketball. Um, but it's just one of those where you're not – the NSAA isn't making money at the, at the door from off the gate because – you're not drawing big groups into a gym where if you do a home site, like some of the other classes uh, do, more of the local crowd will show up to watch a district final game, but they're not going to travel four hours, no. you know, yeah. in a car to go watch the game. Yeah. So it's just to get a way to increase the amount of people into the, into the gym to watch these contests uh, versus these neutral sites. You know, the downside is they're just small crowds, yeah. uh, quite a bit smaller. So. Really excited, and um, number one, that we have these successes that the Panhandle is having the successes, forcing some travel from I the east. It. I'm really, I, we're all it. grinning inside, and, and, and the truth is I, I agree with every statement they're making about the increased costs and budget, uh, the expenses, and, and the time, time out of school. I'm like, yep, yep, and yep, and yep, and yep. All of the things, yeah. All the time. So, yeah, it was interesting that while Lonnie lobbies the legislature, that was all going on, too. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. It just puts it puts things in yeah. perspective for us and, like, how tough our kids are and they don't whine about yeah. things. Even some of the kids showed me when I got home, like, did you see these people on Twitter doing this? They're not very, you know, that's yeah. not very smart because we do it all the time. We're tougher. I'm like, yeah, you keep that, you know, you are tougher. Um, well, we were down for, and state wrestling takes place in Omaha, actually. And and so when I saw some of these comments, I just I just hit Google Maps. And um, our, our contestants were 440 miles from their beds at home. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the norm. I mean, you know, when our kids wrestle round one, it isn't like they get to go home and have moms cooking and no. sleep in their own bed. Yeah. And we, I mean, it's just, it, it is what it is. And yeah. we can't change that, but it's. Our speech kids get on the bus at 4 a.m. Oh you guys, 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah, it's a true story. And, yep. and just how far they have to travel and then, and then compete, <laughs> compete well. Right. So and we don't make it, you don't make that an excuse. You just get <clears throat> up and you perform yeah, you and can't. you do what you need to do and be blessed and grateful for the opportunity. But it's kind of nice to hear somebody else trying to use it yeah, as an excuse. Yeah, it just makes us feel tougher. <laughs> I like to feel tougher. Um, yeah. And I, um, Connie, you're my new favorite person in the world. So uh, please comment all the time on our Facebook well, Live. Compliments like that Look on at that, Facebook Connie. Live. Can we be best friends? I love you. Thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> I uh, agree with you too. You're just probably, she's probably saying nice things because she mm. saw that I felt nice today. So, did, did you, Connie, did you see me in the middle school parking <laughs> lot? I got up really fast. I'm very spry. So what are you doing at the middle school? I'm scheduling. Let's talk ah. about it real quick. Um, I haven't ran this by you, but I want to do this in two weeks. So two weeks from today, 
I want to go live normal time Cardinal cast and I want to do a whole episode and we'll probably be close to that 40 minutes or 45 minutes on what you can expect freshman year. And I'm going to invite all of our eighth grade parents to listen to us that day, whether they come chime in live or um, watch it later. Uh, Because you guys, I'm scheduling the eighth graders. It's not official scheduling. No one panic. It is just, I am going to go Monday and Tuesday to Kearney and I'm going to build the master schedule or at least come back with a proposal for you Mm -hmm. to approve. That's what the training is. That's what the training is. Yep. It's called schedule wizard training and it helps to build the master schedule. I haven't got to go to it for a few years, so I'm really blessed to get to go. Um, my husband's probably going to kill me. My kids are kind of sick right now. So well, send love, send Lincoln. love, You're send like love and tour. prayers. I took my children. Nobody, <laughs> we had a busted eardrum on the car too. If you can imagine seven hours oh, of no. screaming. Yeah, it was not good. Um, <clears throat> anyway, they're healthy. They're, I mean, kind of, they're fine. Send prayers, send food to my husband. But I'm taking requests for eighth graders right now. I'm getting a general idea of the courses they want to take so we can build a schedule. It should come home tonight with them on the a sheet for conversation to start with parents. Nothing needs signed yet. Nothing is official. There's no schedules that are officially made. There's not even one built yet. Um, but it helps me get an idea how many kids we have that are interested in certain courses to build a schedule. And then I'll go back to the middle school and I'll take some high school kids with me to talk about activities, what every class looks right. like on a more in-depth level, and then get parent signatures right. on the final schedule and we've tried that part different ways year after year we yep. tried doing and hosting kind of a open house mm-hmm. where high school students in the fall before school started would showcase each of the activities and clubs mm-hmm. and it's just trying to figure out how to connect that yeah hey, we'll here's that one again. for you though while you're talking about that so i had a a parent of a freshman and you did schedule scheduling in other yep. words you you kind of talked and you're getting the wish list so the parent contacted me i didn't tell mm-hmm. you this the parent contacted me and said hey my kids signed up for some ridiculously hard classes. There's just too much. There's no way this yep. kid should be taking this, 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 all in the same year, their sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And so what's your response to those parents? Because Kids do sometimes. They do when we do this group <clears throat> scheduling process where we just kind of create a wish list and they give me an idea of what they want. They do overload it sometimes. And sometimes kids do the opposite where they mm-hmm. – they don't necessarily pick all of those. My, my answer is, ooh, thank goodness I sent home the sign sheet so you guys could have a conversation about this before we actually make a schedule. So then that was my response mm-hmm. was the actual scheduling. We're mm-hmm. just trying to get the, the course yep. lists, uh, what courses mm-hmm. we're going to offer next year yep. based on student interest. That is where mm-hmm. we're at. So my response to that, that parent was, mm-hmm. when we get ready to actually do the scheduling, that's when the parent can have some input. Absolutely. If they want to visit yeah. with you then. But yeah. I told them that'd be about mid-March. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That's what I do it. That's why I do this, you guys, because they come home with these sheets that have these little signatures on them. And then there's that's conversation mm-hmm. of, hey, are you sure about this? Or, hey, is there enough rigor? Because yeah. you and I both believe in balance yep. for sure yep. in a schedule. I mean, there's no... There's no uh, scholarship for a 4.0. There's no scholarship for breaking your back and being miserable in high school. Um, But there is some benefit to taking hard classes. And if you look at our YouTube page, we talk in depth about that. Um, I mean, you just say ACT scores, all the things. But uh, there's no superhero scholarship. Like, I took every AP class offered in one year. I get a gold medal. We don't give out gold medals, so. Yeah, this is and this is like... 
I never had a kid like this, but the, the parents were like, the kid signed up for Algebra 2 and Geometry. This is all their sophomore uh -huh. year. And Advanced Bio and wants to take mm -hmm. Chemistry and wants to take... And it's just went on and yeah. on down this list of advanced classes. Mm -hmm. And I think the parent is thinking correctly, too. But I just tried to let them know that mm -hmm. we'll get to the actual schedule. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah. Like right now, there's no... Some of those classes just clearly aren't going to line up because mm -hmm. second block of the day is when those are offered. So you're going to have to choose one fall class, one spring class. And that's the stuff we don't know yet. That's why we can't build an individual yep. schedule yet until we get that the master schedule with the wish list put in. Built, yep. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, kids put things in their schedule or in their wish list for a lot of different reasons. Yep. Sometimes they're just super passionate and they're ready yep. to go hard or they're their, it could be the opposite spectrum of they just don't trust their abilities quite yet. Or it could be because that cute girl's in that going to take that class. And um, it just, it, there's no, there's no way to do it. And that's why I kind of break it up in chunks to do it really well in just one sitting, because what needs to happen more than just the conversation with me is multiple conversations, like conversations with me, then back with their parents, then back with me, with their teachers. And I pull right. teachers in for some of these. They're super valuable. Like if, if a student or a parent doesn't know, should I, this isn't uh should I take AP us history or normal mm -hmm. us history? I mean, I probably can't tell them that with any validity if they're going to be successful um, because I've never taught them. I can tell them I love them and I think they're probably capable right. um, if they tried really hard. But I can't I can't tell a kid if that's a good fit. But Mr. Sandstrom usually can or Mr. Yeah. McLean or Nobling, right. whoever has had them in a social studies class. Yeah. So sometimes then those wish lists, they go back to a lot of times they go back to the teacher and say, Mrs. Lamefair. What do you think? Should I try AP or, you know, mm -hmm. Mrs. Gregory, what do you think? Am I ready for advanced bio? Should I double up in science this year or not? And the teachers will be really honest with them. So, Very good. Yeah, so, and my point is, when we get the schedule built and we know what courses can fit where on the schedule, mm -hmm. that's when a, a student can really yeah. dial in yep. on, on what courses they can take in a year. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. And there's nothing that says you parents have to sign that stuff that comes home. If you don't like it, if yeah. you think it is junk or not, you know, really thought through, don't sign it. That's why it's there. Right. So, or make some notes and say, eh, I'm not a huge fan of this. And I mean, I know as parents, we want to be like cautious. To, I'll, I'll tell you, be cautious to use the veto card because when we start using the veto card too much, mm -hmm. um, then we take that student student drive out of the mix and right. the motivation goes like because right. veto but you know that's why it's there that's why it goes home i think what an opportunity for a conversation is really all it is that's right so yeah continue on so two weeks we're gonna do if you're a parent of an eighth grader right now either chime in live in two weeks we're gonna do a whole session on what it feels like or what you can expect your freshman year mm -hmm. everything from the type of classes they have to take we'll go through that list to why we make them take those classes the freshman year um, to why there's some restrictions and to like what classes they'll be with their own grade and mingled and then maybe we'll we'll even talk a little bit about activities and mm -hmm. um, just our overall thoughts about <coughs> freshman year and what we think is kind of important. Yeah, and just make sure your state senator signs off on your schedule. Or doesn't bring the board of discipline <laughs> to your district. Come keep, on. Keep the board of discipline uh, off the schedule. that out of here, senators. You know, back in the day, back to that old, my teacher called it the board of education. and it, Maybe that's what he It was it. a paddle and a wooden paddle, and it hung at the front of the room. And I know there's people listening to this <laughs> podcast that are watching us out there. You know what I'm talking about because your teachers did it too. Um, and I had one teacher that, 
literally the philosophy was every student in the room was going to get paddled at least one time during the school year. Did you see my eyes? I just, they just went like this. Yeah, it was, that's a real deal, real deal. Ugh, so did, did Jerry like Mack get hot. paddled? Yes, yep. he did. You know he did. But I, I guarantee you, you it was spe- more than once. You spend like- all year just trying to avoid it, though. <laughs> Goodness gracious, yeah. state senators. <clears throat> so my lobbying experience is over. I might, maybe I'd do it again sometime. It's a lot of school. Like, I'm see, I'm whining about the drive, too. It's a lot of school to miss, but it's good to advocate yeah. for our profession. So um, thanks for everyone for, like, watching our things and sharing our things <laughs> and advocating for what we do in schools. Like, yeah. you, the teachers, everyone's trying really, really hard to get kids to their best abilities. So I think that's all, you know, our politicians need to know that. Absolutely. That there is great effort going at a lot of different districts in our state. So And bless her heart, uh, our superintendent, Caroline Winchester, has traveled yep. every year, makes multiple trips just to the Capitol, and she tries to fill in all these visits, I know, mm-hmm. while she's there to not only hit state senators, but a lot of times she'll go and she'll uh, coordinate some other visits as well um, to try to have a voice down there over and over, just mm-hmm. repetitious um, our board members have gone down um, and attended some of those as well. And I do know that Shadron has developed a name for itself. And I, I think state senators know Shadron, Shadron Public Schools, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm proud of that. Um, but, yeah, there's still a lot of educating that needs to take place. Yes. And, and uh, don't, don't be hesitant to email or contact uh, state senators over topics. Um, that's what I do is just when something kind of mm-hmm. strikes a chord and, and it's like, you know, I just appreciate your time and and hand some information off. And, and if it's over budgeting and those kind of things, I rely on other sources like our yep. our school board and different organizations, Open Sky, et cetera, that provide some information, uh, some data so we can kind of hand over and just kind of give my two cents. But I'm kind of I'm kind of like you now that they might take the slip of paper and come out and visit with you. I'm like, gosh, are they reading my emails? I know. I don't know. I don't know. I bet they took it all to heart, and they are just, they're working, working right now. working hard for us right writing now. Writing legislation to make schools better. That's what I'm going to choose to believe. Absolutely. And, you know, and one thing we're also blessed with is just our state. Mm-hmm. Our state really does take education seriously. I know there's a funding issue. There, There's a funding issue, um, and I know we're not the only state struggling with that, but um, the quality of education in our state has maintained um, mm-hmm. through, throughout all of this, throughout the last 20 years with some of the funding issues in the last 10 even, mm-hmm. um, the, the quality of education and how our students are scoring on. For instance, the ACT scores is one that's very comparable from state to state. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska ranks uh, uh, at the top nationally and we're very proud of that heck yes yeah so it, we are doing red. some good things all right i gotta go to the middle school now and hang out with some eighth graders try not to fall do it i'm headed thank yeah. you guys for listening we will be back next week i won't be here next week do you have it are you gonna keep keep this ship sailing we'll, we'll figure it out and we're just we're gonna figure it out maybe i'll maybe we'll figure out how to zoom in from two different locations we, yeah we need to figure that yeah, we'll you see. Could do an on-site. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I could do one. We we'll talk scheduling. Okay. We're going to talk scheduling more probably next week. And then in two weeks, we'll do uh, freshmen. Well, what to expect to your kids' first year of high school. It'll be fun. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lonnie Watson. I'm Jerry Mack. This is the Cardinal Cast. Forget me.